Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home In our last session of Dars Hadith We covered the heart-piercing martyrdom of Sayyidina Osman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an the shahadat of Sayyidina Osman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an is considered to be one of the most painful and sensitive events in the annals of Islamic history in fact that event became the cornerstone of all the fittings to come thereafter Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala an who was like a son to Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an he is actually the grandson of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam the son of Bibi Fatima and the son of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an it is said that after the shahadat of Usman radiallahu ta'ala an he saw a dream and this is the dream that he describes to the people of Medina he said that I saw my grandfather uh, in the dream as in Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was standing close to the arsh and close to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was Hazrat Abu Bakr and with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq you had Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an standing and all of them were close to the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it was as if though they were waiting for someone to come and so this is the dream of Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala an that in a short period of time Hazrat Osman radiallahu ta'ala an was visible but Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an was visible with his face covered in blood. Blood was smeared to the face. Everything of the head side was completely red. And when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw the face of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, Hazrat Hassan says that I could see that Allah's Nabi was in pain and that he was very sad. And from behind Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started to shake. Now the shaking of the arsh only takes place after an enormity. 
when some great injustice takes place and the arsh started to shake and Hazrat Hassan says that I saw two streams of blood flowing from beneath the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there was also a voice that was heard and he said that I heard from the arsh the voice that was uh, coming that after the shahadat of Sayyidina Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an a believer will now kill another believer that never before the shahadat of Usman radiallahu ta'ala an was it possible for a believer to take the life of another believer but after this event a believer will take the life of another believer and so now we witness this my respected brothers that immediately the fitans started all the fitna immediately straight after the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an that it became possible for a Muslim to kill another Muslim it became possible for a believer a mu'min to kill another mu'min and that is why going back to the words of Hazrat Huzaifa radiallahu ta'ala an Hazrat Huzaifa radiallahu ta'ala an said that the first fitna of the ummah is Qatlu Usman the martyrdom of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an and the last fitna before the day of Qiyamah will be Khurujud Dajjal the coming of Dajjal and so the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an actually opens up the doors of strife and fitan for this ummah fitan is something fitna is something that engulfs societies, nations all of humanity when, when we study history you will find that the downfall of nations has been because of the internal strife that is there fitna that was there and this has been the downfall it takes communities down and this starts with the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an in one very beautiful hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said Al-fitnatun na'ima Al-fitnatun na'ima La'anallahu man aykazaha That fitna is asleep Fitna Fitna is not the fitna that we hear in the Urdu language but fitna in the Arabic language which means trials and tribulation fitna means trials and tribulation in the Arabic language fitna. Allah says that your wealth and your children are a fitna that your wealth is a test for you your children are a test for you your trials and tribulations and so Allah's Nabi said that fitna is in slumber that fitna is asleep and may the curse of Allah be on that person who wakes it up who rattles the cage of fitna and by the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an this cage of fitna is not just rattled but in fact smashed and this opened up all the fitans for this ummah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from fitna 
and brothers will witness fitna uh, in their lives sometimes in the masjid sometimes at home sometimes in the workplace sometimes little things lead up to big things and just a little thing and you'll find that people don't talk to you and people backbite Allahu Akbar uh, we need to grow up we need to grow up and show some maturity and we actually need to take in the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. the sunnah of Rasulullah is not just something that is external that you put on your surma and you put on your amama and you grow a beard and you have a long kurta and if we think that oh we are excellent people again this is from shaitan deceiving you uh, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted to see the best character in a person and when you work with your character and make the best character then really you have followed the sunnah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam so we have to be very careful very careful with fitna look at the beautiful character of Hazrat Usman radiyallahu ta'ala that which we have covered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate the position of this incredible man the son-in-law of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward him in abundance may Allah give him jazai khair the scholars have a virtual consensus with regards to the date in which sorry the year in which Hazrat Osman radiallahu ta'ala an was shaheed the scholars say that it was the year 35 AH the year 35 after Hijri and as for the month again the scholars have uh, no differences in opinion all the scholars unanimously agree that the shahadat took place in the year 35 AH and it was the month of Zilhijjah and this was the month that the rebels very intentionally entered the city of Madinatul Munawwara uh, they knew that Madina Munawwara would be virtually empty because a lot of the people would be heading towards the city of Makkah to perform the Hajj so intentionally uh, they came and entered the city of Medina in the month of Zilhijjah the precise date ulama have mentioned that it is the 17th of Zilhijjah the day of Shahadat and some scholars have also mentioned that it is possibly the 18th of Zilhijjah Wallahu alam, as for the day of Shahadat it was Yawmul Jumu'ah Allah had given him the day of Jumu'ah and it was on this day that Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an was made shaheed as for his age scholars have mentioned that he was in his early 80s some have mentioned that he was 82 years of age and some have mentioned that he was 83 years of age these are just some of the important calculations given to us with regards to the shahadat of Hazrat Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an as for the janaza of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an ulama have mentioned that all of the companions were present during the janaza of Sayyidina Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an who read the janaza salah of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an 
again differences of opinion some have mentioned that it was Hazrat Mut'im ibn Jubair who read the Janazah Salah but again this is a very weak source the most authentic riwayat narration is that which is recorded in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad Rahmatullah Alayh in which it is said that the man who read the Janazah Salah was Hazrat Zubair Hazrat Zubair was the most senior Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an and Hazrat Zubair ibn Awam these were senior companions in the city of Madinatul Munawwara Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een who were considered to be amongst the Ashra Mubashara so it was actually Hazrat Zubair radiallahu ta'ala an who read the Janazah Salah of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an which was also the wish of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an now we have to be very careful and mindful when we speak about the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an you will find a lot of fabricated unauthentic texts that have crept in the books describing the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an and these are actually the works of the Rawafis or the Shia regime Aliyazu Billah even after the martyrdom of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an these people continue their onslaught uh, trying to defame the personality of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an and trying to make a mockery of this great great sahabi of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and I personally have even heard lectures from Sunni scholars and which makes my heart bleed uh, it seems that they have also been influenced by the, the Shia books in fact you'll find a lot of people who've written books um, on the biography of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an and these authors are more inclined to Shiism these authors are more inclined to Shiism and what you will find in their books is a pack of rubbish everything that is wrong everything that is biased and against Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an for an example we have to be very careful what they say is that when Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an was made shaheed the rebels did not allow the janaza namaz to take place and what had happened is that they threw the body of Usman radiallahu ta'ala an on a heap of trash on a heap of trash now how can this be tolerated in the city of Madinatul Munawwara for someone to throw the body of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, who is the son-in-law we can understand that in Madinatul Munawwara Brothers will remember that Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een were prepared to fight and were prepared to defend Hazrat Usman. But because Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an instructed and ordered the companions that I wish no spillage of blood in the city of Madinatul Munawwara. And this was the wish of Hazrat Usman. And perhaps this was the wasiyah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this wasiyah was understood by the companions. But for someone to, al-iyazu billah, to try to humiliate and desecrate the body of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an in this manner, to throw the body, 
on a pile of rubbish, on a, on a heap of trash. These are the works of the Rawafis. These are the works of the Shia regime. In fact, what they try to do is they try to mimic the actions of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When we study the seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you will find that this action was taken by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam with the kuffar. With the kuffar who died in the battle of Badr, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, throw their dead bodies on a heap of rubbish, on a pile of rubbish. And then their bodies were pushed in this well that was in, uh, in the area of Badr, in a dry well. And also, when Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam realized uh, the betrayal of the Jewish community of Qurayza and uh, uh, jihad took place between the Muslimin and the Jewish people of Qurayza, the dead Jewish people were also, their bodies were thrown in ditches. And so what, what the Shias try to do is Al-Iyazubillah, al give that same picture what Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam did with the kuffar and they say this, this is exactly what the Muslims of Medina did with Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and we have to be very very careful this could never be tolerated especially when you have the likes of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala great mujahideen Hazrat Zubair radiallahu ta'ala and remember now slowly you had all of the people that were coming in Madinatul Munawwara. We had the great governor, Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala, and who was also in Syria. So these are all pack of lies and fabricated uh, excerpts that you will find in, in, the, in these books. And it is actually the works of the Shia regime. And also very cowardly, you will find that the Shias actually blame Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and also they don't even spare Hazrat Ali and they say that Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala an had everything to do and had played an important role in the shahadat of Hazrat Asman radiallahu ta'ala an. Now how is it possible that Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala an would want Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an to be assassinated, to be murdered in this manner. But again you will find when you read books, you have to be very very careful my respected brothers, that that book has to be authentic and it is the right source, right source of information that you take in. And they say that Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala an had actually incited the rebels that came from Egypt to fight Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and to attack him and eventually to even murder him. And this is again all blatant lies and accusations upon this great lady, the mother of the believers, Ummul Mu'mineen, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. In fact, it is said that after the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an someone came to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and they said to her that Ummul Mu'mineen some of these people who don't live in Madinatul Munawwara as in these were the Ajamis people who were either new Muslims or came from the faraway lands like Misr, Egypt 
and they speak evil about Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha said to them that remember anyone who disrespects Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an may the lanat of Allah be on that individual what did she say? may the lanat of Allah be on that individual would she want to curse herself? al-iyazu billah al-iyazu billah if she had anything to do with the martyrdom of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and in fact she had said that I remember in the early days of revelation I was with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the room and no one was there from amongst the companions except for Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and Quran was being revealed to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam Whilst the Quran was being revealed, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was saying to Uthman, Uthman, write, write that, that which is being revealed to me. Write that which is being revealed to me. And Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was writing the verses of the Quran that were revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Bibi Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says that I saw the face of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam looking at Osman radiallahu ta'ala an, it can only be the face of that man who was very dear to Allah and his Rasul. And so anyone who disrespects Hazrat Osman, may the curse of Allah be on that individual. And they even say that Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, al-iyazu billah, al-iyazu billah, wanted Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an killed and murdered aliyazu billah again this is what you call fitna to confuse people you have different groups of people saying different things and especially with regards to sahabai kiram ajma'in what we need to understand clearly that not a single sahabi not a single sahabi never mind a sahabi not a single individual who was the residence of Madinatul Munawwara had anything to do with the martyrdom, the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. These were thugs and rebels that came from Misr, Egypt, and they had no idea who the companions were, and they had no sense of understanding and respecting this great man who was the Amir, Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. So not a single Sahabi had anything to do with the shahadat of Hazrat Osman radiallahu ta'ala an. In fact, let me open up the love that Hazrat Ali had for Hazrat Osman radiallahu ta'ala an. It is said that when Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was made shaheed, Hazrat Ali was the first man after Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf to take the hands of Hazrat Osman radiallahu ta'ala an and to swear allegiance and to do bay'ah at the hands of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala he was the first man after Hazrat Abdul Rahman ibn Auf radiallahu ta'ala and Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala would often praise Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and he would say that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said about Hazrat Usman ala astahi mimman tastahi minhu al-malaika Hazrat Usman was a very bashful individual. He had a lot of haya inside him. A lot of modesty was inside him. 
And Allah's Nabi said that he has so much haya in him that even the angels have haya from Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an loved Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an so much that he said if Hazrat Usman told me to march out from Medina and go to Sirar Sirar is a very far location, very far away from Medina Munawwara I would even go to Sirar and settle there if Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an would tell me to go to Sirar that is how obedient he was to Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an in fact who would make this dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who would make this dua he would lift up his hands and we are talking about Hazrat Ali and he would make dua to Allah he would say ya Allah give my good deeds to my brother Usman what would he say give my good deeds to my brother Usman <laughs> who would say that on the day of Qiyamah, even a father will not want to give his good deeds to his son. The beloved wife, uh, she will not want to give her good deeds to the husband. Allahu Akbar. But here, Hazrat Ali is saying, Ya Allah, give my good deeds to my brother Asman because of, or because of his sacrifice, because of what we see in him. And it is said that once Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an was walking from the hujra of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and remember Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha uh, was a highly respectable lady highly respectable lady and we will talk about Hazrat Aisha and who she was now when we start the khilafat of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an she, well, she had her hands lifted up and she was making baddu'a, she was cursing and sending lanat upon those who had killed Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala who murdered Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala when Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala was passing by he saw what Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala was doing he could hear her sending lanat to the murderers of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala he from the outside also lifted up his hands and he was giving baddu'a to the perpetrators. And he was saying, Ya Allah, may your curse be upon those who attacked Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. This was the love that Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anhuma had for Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. Even during the time of khutbah, Hazrat, Usman, Hazrat Ali would actually read certain verses of the Quran and he would praise Hazrat Usman. For an example, he read one verse of the Quran: "Inna al-lazina sabqat lahum min al-husna ulaika anha mubatun." For those who have sent forth their good deeds in the hereafter, these are the people who are very far away from Jahannam. These are the people who are very far away from Jahannam. He read this verse and he said that this verse is about Hazrat Osman radiyallahu taala. So we have to be very very careful when we speak about the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an who actually murdered Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an Ulama have mentioned that he was an Egyptian man an Egyptian man 
His name is unknown. Wallahu alam. But the nickname given to him is Jabala because he was black skinned. His name was Jabala because he was black skinned. And the title that is given to him is that he was considered to be Mawtul Aswad, black death. He was considered to be Mawtul Aswad, known to the people as black death. This is his title. Wallahu alam. But Imam Al-Khatib is of the opinion that the man who murdered Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an is none other than Abdullah ibn Sabah. That it was the same Jewish man who was a munafiq. And the Sabai sect that started from this man, Abdullah ibn Sabah. Remember, he was the man who started confusing the people in the beginning and he stayed in Egypt for many many years many years and he was known to the people as an Egyptian so Imam Al-Khatib says that the man who murdered Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an was Abdullah ibn Sabah the Jewish man and he was actually concealing his real identity he was known to the people as Mawtul as Mawtul Asad, that black death was also his title, and he was also black skinned. He was also black skinned. And this is in accordance to the description that is given to us in the Sahih Rivayat, narrated by Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. An. When Hazrat Ali saw Abdullah ibn Sabah, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an said, An evil man who is black skinned. An evil man who is black skinned. And so it was Abdullah ibn Sabah, according to many of the historians who was in the room. But we also need to remember that it was a group of people that had attacked Hazrat Asman radiallahu ta'ala an. A group of people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had punished every single one of them who had taken part and who had entered the room of Hazrat Osman radiallahu ta'ala an. for an example Abdullah ibn Mubarak the great muhaddis he says that when I was in the haram I came close to the Kaaba and I saw someone actually holding on to the cloth the ghilaf of the Kaaba and he was crying and that man was saying Ya Allah, please forgive me. Allah, forgive me. Allah, forgive me. But I know you won't forgive me. Allah, forgive me. But I know you won't forgive me. Now, Abdullah ibn Mubarak is listening to this man making this dua and crying and saying, Allah, forgive me. Allah, forgive me. But I know you won't forgive me. Abdullah ibn Mubarak put his hand on the shoulders of that man and turned him to him his way and said to him that what kind of a dua are you making in front of the Kaaba that Allah should forgive you but Allah will not forgive you and he recognized Abdullah ibn Mubarak was a great muhaddith of the time he says Abdullah shall I tell you and reveal my identity who I am Abdullah ibn Mubarak said tell me who you are he said I am the man who entered the room of Usman radiallahu ta'ala an and I am the man who struck 
the head of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an with an iron rod. I am the man who struck the head of Usman radiallahu ta'ala an with an iron rod. And Allah has punished me. Look at my hand. The hands were completely disfigured. The hand was completely disfigured. Abdullah ibn Mubarak was in the mataf in front of the Kaaba. And he got so angry that he kicked that man and he said, Go away from here, go away from here, for you are amongst the evil people. You have no right to come here. Allahu Akbar. This was the difficulty for the true Muslims, for them to see how Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an was made shaheed. Unfortunately, with the Sunni Muslims, we only know, Alhamdulillah, it is important that we should know the shahadat of Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala, of course. But on the 10th of Muharram, the Sunnis will do exactly what the Shias do. Don't move, don't walk. If you want to sit, sit. And if you don't want to sit, please go. Okay? Uh, I've said this to many people because when the kids mess around, uh, it's very, very difficult for, for me to concentrate and talk. Please, 15, 20, 25 minutes, no movement settles. Jazakallah. And so you will find that the, the Sunni Muslims even tend to follow the trend of the Shias. And when it comes to the 10th of Muharram, the only knowledge we have of the 10th of Muharram is the Shahadat of Hazrat Hussain radiallahu ta'ala. And no one actually speaks of the Shahadat of Hazrat Usman. The Shias cry. And they make sherbet for 10 days. They give sherbet for 10 days. And they say that, you know, Hazrat Hussain was very thirsty. Very thirsty. But for 40 days, Usman radiallahu ta'ala an was fasting and there was no water coming to the house of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. No one speaks about the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. This is the tragedy, my respected brothers. And that is why as Sunni Muslims... We have to be very neutral, alhamdulillah. And we need to have the love of all the companions. But especially understanding what had happened with the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. Another man, Hazrat Abu Musa al-Ashri, he says that when I was in Syria, I saw a man whose hands was, were, were completely disfigured and also the lower section of the body. Both the hands were disfigured. And I said to the people, I have not seen anyone so disabled. Who is this man? Abu Musa Ashari is saying. He's saying, well in Syria people say that this was the man who entered the room of Hazrat Osman and they attacked Hazrat Osman radiallahu ta'ala an and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has punished them. Completely disabled. And this man could not even walk. And he would have to actually crawl. And this was the punishment given to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq, my respected brothers. Inshallah, in our next session, we will continue again with uh, the attitude and what happens uh, within the ranks of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, how they deal with this matter, the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, wa akhiru da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. 
اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه في الدنيا والاخره اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما سعادك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وانت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله سمعنا واطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإلي. المصير برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين